Welcome to the 30-Minute Hour. It's the weekly podcast where we discuss business, sports, politics, and whatever is on our mind. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me is Ted Fells, the business strategist, extraordinaire, and all-around good guy. I'm also joined by Britton Smith, the Renaissance man, the man who refuses to be pigeonholed. The one and only. The one and only. And I'm excited about our guest for the week. Our guest this week, she brings over 10 years of experience working with over 200 clients across various industries, which has resulted in over $20 million in contracts awarded. She's a dynamic speaker, trainer, and a consultant. She's recognized as a true advocate for the small business community. As a business consultant and trainer, her focus is to assist businesses to build their capacity and accelerate growth. A widely sought after speaker, she served as a speaker, a panelist, or a trainer for a variety of public, private, and community-based organizations, including the annual government procurement conference, Challenge Her, Women in Government Contracting Conference, and the DC Chamber of Commerce. Please join me in welcoming this week's guest, Sheila Edmondson. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. And I mean, your background is fascinating. I really want to dive into this. So tell us about your journey. I mean, how did you get to this point where you're this consultant extraordinaire? How did you get to this point? Um, It was a long road. I, it was a long road. I started as in the entertainment field, um, working pretty much for myself. Um, and when I decided to move into another direction, I started working for um, an IT firm that was doing government contracting in the Washington, D.C. area. And it was a big mystery to me at first until I started recognizing that the same processes that I had used to um, build my career, my client base as an actress, I would just transfer those same skills over to um, government contracting and um, I started to build that way. So, so you said as an actress, so, so let's talk about that. So, so initially your aspirations were to be an actress yes um i lived in new york for 11 years i lived in new york for 11 years i started off luckily when i moved to new york i was already already a member of the union the screen actors guild and the american federation for television and radio artists and um so i was able to market myself for Um, union jobs and audition and you know it's similar to the way you the business development process with government contracting Hmm. um, the way you have to pursue um, jobs Mm -hmm. you know so it's really similar 
Yeah, so I have a friend that's and she's an actress, and, and she has. The, they say that this is saying an actress like the audition that you don't go to is the part that you would have gotten. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, <laughs> <laughs> but I always think that um, what's meant for you is meant for you. What's meant for you is meant for you. And sometimes when you don't attend that audition, some way it still comes back around to you. Hmm. Yeah, but, but I think the takeaway was that it's such a it's a numbers game. You yeah, know, it you, is. you have to just like with business, if you're trying to get contracts, if you're trying to get business, you can't just stop at the first no. Oh no, 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 no. It is um I think um the estimate was like for every fifty, for every fifty you may get a call back. Wow. For <laughs> every two. fifty. Yeah. So it's like you have to become friends with rejection. Yeah, you do. And just that's a normal yep. part of the process. You have to learn and grow from rejection. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That that's something our listeners need to understand: the idea of learning and growing as opposed to wilting. Oh, when when you're a small business owner, mm-hmm. you have to be persistent, and you have to um, become one with rejection, <laughs> and have to be um, strong enough to handle it and keep going. And learn and grow from it. So, so let's talk about that now. That look, this far as small business owners, what is it that inspires you to work with small businesses? I always like to see someone living and pursuing their dream. Hmm. Um, seeing people happy when they win their first contract and when they grow, when they move to the next level, that's really exciting for me. Absolutely. Good, good, good. Now, what are some of the most common mistakes? You, know, you work with, you said over 200 clients. What, what are the common mistakes that you see people making? Um, let's see. Not building their corporate infrastructure before they pursue opportunities. Hmm. Especially in government contracting, you need to have your um, human resources department in place, your contracts department, your finance, your operations. You need to have everything in place before you pursue pursue a government opportunity. Uh, A lot of times you have to have a government approved accounting system and you have to be able to ramp up and staff and recruit really quickly. You have to be able to process payments. You have to be able to follow their payment processes. And a lot of times, you know, people aren't looking at that. They just want to bang out a proposal and go after it with, I can't tell you how many times I've received calls from clients telling me, to introduce them to a potential teaming partner. I'm like, it's like a marriage. You don't want to be introduced to someone on Tuesday and you're married on Friday. You that would probably be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might not work out too well. Exactly. So, you know, you don't want to do that. And they called me at the last minute telling me that they want a contract and they need me to introduce them to a bank because they need a line of credit (laughs) (laughs) so to make payroll Mm -hmm. I'm like oh wow I think we should have thought about that in advance Mm -hmm. well well, you know one of the things is and we've had these conversations over the past couple weeks Eric and 
Sheila, of companies that are just getting started, and, mm -hmm. and the individuals are always people that let's use. Uh, we had a person here uh, that was a, in the HR field working for the government, mm -hmm. Tiffany, and she was wanting to start a, a consulting practice around HR consulting, mm -hmm. and she knows the HR business, but she doesn't know the business the business, business <laughs> part, right? right. She, she's yeah. a subject matter expert in a particular area and doesn't know about these other facets of running a company. Mm -hmm. But now you're kind of in a chicken and an egg situation, right? So now you start a company and you want to go out there and grow, but then what you're saying, Sheila, is that that, that individual needs to have the infrastructure well, how do you get the infrastructure in place? Mm -hmm. It's a rhetorical question, right? How do you mm -hmm. get the infrastructure in place if you don't have the work to bring in the funds to sustain the infrastructure? Now, in a perfect world, you have some big investors that say, hey, you're going to start this HR firm. We're going to put all these dollars into this, and now you can hire the HR, uh, the marketing, your finance, and yeah, and, we're, and we have the financial capacity to support you. Mm -hmm. But in most of the situations that we're dealing with with these listeners is they're starting a company because they have a, a, a service offering, but they don't have the funds to do these other things, even if they know to do those those things. Mm -hmm. So that's where there's the, yeah. there's the challenge there, I think. So, so how, I mean, how do you advise someone to educate themselves? Because, you know, we're, we're so, we, we start a business, we're excited, I'm going to do this thing, but how, how do I get the education I need to build that infrastructure? One thing that I would recommend is, you know, don't quit your day, day job. Hmm. <laughs> Not right away. Okay. Um, put your business plan down on paper. Put your plan on paper. Put your plan on paper. Um, conduct market research who are your competitors um, is anyone really even buying what you sell I have a lot of people that will come to me and they're like this is what I'm gonna do and they don't want to veer from their goal or their plan and you know I'm not saying to you don't pursue your dream but you need to be able to identify the market that you're selling to before you jump out there and invest all of these resources into what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, no one is really buying, you know, purple water. That's mm. There's just not a market for that right now. Not a big market anyway. Right, right. So, you know, you, you have to do the research. You have to um, get your financials down like what are your projections what what is your projected revenue how are you gonna fund these things I mean don't just jump out there I would say you know you market uh, put everything down in a business plan mm -hmm. that's what I would say okay and so you can find really um, simple business plans on the SBA website uh, you can work with consultants if you want a more detailed one or you know if you're a really detailed person you can put it together yourself mm -hmm. but um, <clears throat> yeah business plan is number one yeah I, I'm a firm believer I think everybody needs a coach of some kind mm -hmm. right because we all have blind spots and if you go if you're going into this you you don't even, you don't even know what you don't know Right. And it's helpful to have someone like you mm -hmm. to be able to point that 
out and help them to keep them from making expensive mistakes like I did. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and listen, when when you ask someone a question, listen. You know, it may not be what you want to hear, mm -hmm. but if you're taking advice from from and vet vet the person or the people that you're receiving advice from, mm -hmm. you know, because there are a lot of people out there that um, unfortunately take advantage of people who are pursuing their dream. So make sure that you vet um, your sources before you um, really take heed to their advice. Yeah, that's great. Britton, uh, I know you want to jump in. What, what questions do you have? Hey Sheila, um, in in honor in honor of uh, Women's History Month, one of the questions that I wanted to have um, was how has the business changed of consulting and coaching from your perspective, both as a coach, as a trainer, and then seeing those individuals who own small businesses who are influential players in small business. How has that mobility changed for women? from when you started to today? Women, okay. My, a lot of my women are the rock stars. They listen, they follow through, they really get out there and take charge. And um, I'm proud to say that quite a few have built their businesses into um, multi-million million dollar businesses over the past five years that I've worked with. I worked with the district government and, um, and they've done pretty well. And as a matter of fact, um, I pulled some data because I'll be speaking at the Department of Education um, women own small business conference on March 21st and I wanted to pull some information because um, we still have a long way to go but we've made lots of strides and if I can pull this up <clears throat> In fiscal year 2017, um, the, the U.S. Small Business Administration said that the federal government awarded almost 5% of its contracts to women-owned small businesses. Now that was in um, 2017. Um, the goal is 5%, so we still have work to do. Um, and that's a $5.4 billion increase from 2013. So we're rocking and rolling, but we still have a ways to go to catch up with our counterparts. Okay. Uh -huh. Excellent. So now how specifically do you help businesses to build their capacity and accelerate their growth? What, what do you do? I assist with market research. Mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of research, um, helping them to understand um, based on their capabilities, based on their strengths and weaknesses, their relationships. Um, I research who should be their target markets, mm -hmm. like 
who to market to so right. that you don't waste money. Like let's mm -hmm. let's market in these places. Also, who their competitors are, um, where are their opportunities um, that I I think that they would be a good fit. I do a lot of research. Okay, so, so you think that that's a big weakness with a lot of the business owners? Yeah, because market research is time consuming mm -hmm. and the average business owner does not have the time to sit and do three, four hours of market research a day. Mm -hmm. so, so you're not a fan of the spray and pray marketing where you just throw it out there to everybody and just hope for the best? <laughs> Um, they're starting a business and then they're starting a successful business ah. or what you hope will be a successful business. And I think that when you target and you market and then you try to grow organically within an agency, especially when you realize that your capacity for business development is very small. You may have one person, two people, um, maybe you're working with a consultant. You don't have a lot of capacity to do business development. So you mm -hmm. have to realize that and target very specifically, not even if I'm targeting NASA, I'm not going to just target NASA. Okay, where in NASA? Mm -hmm. Okay, Johnson. They buy what I sell. Mm -hmm. What office within Johnson? You know, drill down real and be really specific. What What are their specific problems? Mm -hmm. Their specific problems and drill down to a specific office within a specific department within a specific agency, not just you know the agency per se. Yeah, I think that's a con. I know that was a struggle for me to try to figure out who's my target and you get this thing you try to be everything to everybody right right and it doesn't work out as well right i mean you have to realize you know your strength you have to realize your strengths your weaknesses you know what is your purpose what are you really trying to accomplish by providing the services that you're providing mm -hmm. so okay mm -hmm. so, so we have quite a few listeners that they work a job. They hate their job for <laughs> various reasons. They say, you know, I've always wanted to start a business. What advice do you have for them? Um, I would recommend, um, as I mentioned before, um, drafting a business plan. Mm -hmm. um, don't rush. Take your time. Um, recognize your strengths and weaknesses. Um, build your squad. Mm -hmm. um, or your team you want to make sure that you have a team you network who can really support your dream do you know someone who is a financial wizard do you know someone in hr do you know someone who may have a capability that um that can work well with yours that can partner with you on things um make sure that you build your team um also I would recommend, as I mentioned before, developing your business infrastructure. You know, the basics, getting your EIN number, um, your business license, your business plan, making sure that everything is in order, that your business is compliant so no. with state laws and rules and regulations. Oh, and whatever market you're going to, if government contracting or whatever, um, have knowledge of the rules and regulations. If you are pursuing 
government, federal government opportunities. Make sure that you're familiar with the FAR, the Federal Acquisition Regulations. Um, if you're pursuing opportunities with GSA or D DHS, they have their own sets of rules and regulations that you need to be familiar with as well. So again, if I'm the, the new business owner and it's just me, mm -hmm. and I'm starting an, I, an IT firm, ironically. Right, yeah, right. hypothetically, right. right. You know, yeah. um, and I don't have any resources to, I don't have, bottom line, I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't have, I'm, I'm just trying to pay the bills right now. I got this dream of getting this company going and you're the dream helper. Right. So what do you say to me when you're saying, OK, Ted, you need to put this infrastructure together and the infrastructure costs. Mm -hmm. Right. I know Eric, who's really good at marketing and I want to put him as a member, as you said, of my squad. Mm -hmm. And I got Britton, who's a finance guru, and I want him oh, to be a see. part of my Squad. There you go. But my squad members want to check. <laughs> so how do I deal with that, right? I mean, then that's something that you have to look at as far as um, the structure of your business. How, how far do you want to bring your squad into your dream? Are they going to be a permanent part of your company? In the meantime, there are organizations out there that can provide support free or, you know, very low cost um, in their procurement technical assistance centers and their procurement technical assistance centers, also known as PTACs or PTAPs, and they are located in every state and they are there specifically to provide support to business owners who are seeking government opportunities. That's state, federal, or local. Then there are small business development centers in every state. And sometimes the PTACs and the SBDCs are co-located. And they provide all types of support to um, the new business owner. And to a brand new um, business owner, there are scores. And scores are retired senior executives that volunteer to to provide um, assistance in all areas of um, building capacity of your business and they are um, supported by SBA so these centers which is the small business administration I'm sure sorry. so these centers that you just you just mentioned sound like great resources now mm -hmm. do they have the financial guru like Britain Britton, do you think they'd have a financial guru like you? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> for, 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 for free. Of course not. Well, on the team that I currently support, we do have someone on our team that has a finance background. So generally, um, the different centers will ha try to have people. And, and then when, when it's something like, for example, we hold workshops and trainings and some are, you know, a couple hours, sometimes they're a couple of days, but I know we had a training a couple of months ago on QuickBooks. Um, we had one on developing indirect rates. So we have experts that will come in and provide the training we do surveys quarterly 
and we ask our clients what is it that you want to see and mm -hmm. that's how we build our training schedule um, based on um, our survey results mm -hmm. okay Britain it may not be a Britain yes, sir. But... <laughs> yeah right 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 that's asking a lot to find yeah, it, it, it'll be difficult to find one of those. If, if you find another one, let me know. Okay. <laughs> um, but again, uh, there was a, another piece that I wanted to talk about. Just uh, from your perspective, um, we have spoken with other millennials who have their approach mm -hmm. to uh, business, business strategy, business marketing. How important and significant, of course, we talked about building the infrastructure. How important and significant is building your brand and brand identity um, as it comes to, as it as it pertains to uh, starting that business? Where does that rank? That is very important. Um, marketing and building your brand is extremely important. And I actually was having that conversation with someone yesterday because. If you do not have a brand identity that your target audience is not connected with, then how, how will you generate traffic to your website? How will you generate um, sales? How will you generate interest in your brand? You need to build your brand. And I think that I would recommend start developing your personal brand. Start developing your personal brand of being um, reliable and accountable and trustworthy even before you start your business so that people will relate your personal brand when you start your company brand. They're like, oh, yes, that's Eric. You know, we trust him. We like him. We know him. Hmm. We, You know, he gives good information. Oh, yes, I'm supporting his company because if Eric's behind it, you know, I, I can support that. I think that a lot of people um, get branding confused. They think of a brand and they're thinking of just a color scheme or something like that. But a brand is the user's experience with something. Mm -hmm. So when they're experiencing and have a good experience with Eric and they have a good experience with his company and you're on social media and you know they become your advocates for you like for example I went to Sephora yesterday and and everyone has been talking about Rihanna's makeup line Fenty Beauty and it's interesting that you say that both Britain and Eric and I we were all talking about I was just talking about that myself about yeah that. so it's, it's, it's just amazing you brought that topic it's funny you say that funny I'm, I'm, I'm just leaving Sephora <laughs> <laughs> getting some bath and body wash not that there's anything wrong with it. no 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 but I say that because I now I've worn makeup a long time now I've had lots of different makeup brands but this I don't know it was just the whole experience just the way it felt on my skin the coverage the shades everything it 
was exactly as everyone this said. Is, this is the Rihanna. Yes, it's, it's cool. funny when you came in. You kind of reminded me of Rihanna when I first saw you walk in. It's it's, it's amazing <laughs> what it's doing. The glow that you have. Yes, I have that Rihanna glow. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I got on social media and I'm like tweeting and at signs and hashtags and everything because it was just a great experience you know i was very pleased by what happened and you know so i spread the word you know so she's building her brand it did exactly what you know she said i was really happy about it and that's what you want people to do for you and your brand you want people to say um yeah, Eric's brand and Ted's brand and Britain's brand, and they, you want them to have good experiences. Um, not just your customers, your customers, your employees, um, your teammates, everyone. You know, you have the your different markets and you have to make sure that your brand, your messaging is consistent and everyone has a good experience. If they don't, you know, if you're on social media, it gives you the opportunity to address that right away, you know, engage with people, you know. Um, so I definitely think that branding and building your brand is very important. And I think that you should start developing your personal brand as soon as possible once you realize that you want to um, start a business. So there's some new business owners that don't even know what their brand is, what simple steps could they take to find out kind of what is their brand and how do they start marketing that? Building a brand is one, look at what, what do you want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. Who do you want to speak to? And when you speak to them, what do you want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. I would look at it that way. I think that's an easy way mm -hmm. to say it. Who do you want to speak to and what do you want to accomplish when you speak with them? Okay. You know, that's how you build your brand. What do they want to hear? Hmm. You know, what do they want to hear? What do you want to accomplish? And who do you want to speak to? And you want to keep those things consistent. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. So how do our listeners get a hold of you? They, they, they need accelerated growth. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way for them to reach you? Um, the best way to reach me is by email. And my email address is Sheila, S-H-E-I-L-A, at Novus Business Management. And that's N-O-V-U-S. Business B U S I N E S S M G M T dot com. I know that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're about to go around the horn, mm -hmm. and before we do that, uh, did you have any like a final thought that you want to leave the listener with? Um. If you're happy, I always feel that you do your best work. Hmm. And if you're not happy in the work that you do, it's always on you to make that change. You always want to present 
the best you, mm -hmm. and that's in building a brand. Um, so sometimes if you're working on a job and you're unhappy, you know, that can damage your brand because you're doing things that maybe not may not be becoming because you're not the happiest. So you always want to be mindful of your brand. And so doing what makes you happy will usually assist you in putting out your best work. And that's good for your brand. Wow, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. All Thank right. you guys for having me. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're about to go around the horn, and this is where we take a few moments and just share with the listeners those things that are just on our mind, uh, starting with Britain, our Renaissance man. You're next on Around the Horn. All right, so I just have a couple of quick things. One, uh, picking up on the tail end of that conversation about branding um, and what that means for businesses and what that means for our society and economy, um, just the overall culture and, and, and center of basically the world that we live in. Um, I would encourage our listeners to to continue to do the adequate research to make sure that we're, we're supporting those individuals, entities, companies that promote uh, a progressive sense of, uh, of uh, unity. Um, unfortunately, we've seen some recent incidents globally uh, that had some effect here in the United States where you see the unfortunate events in New Zealand, whether you see hate being propelled at a forefront and even looking around the United States, you see different manifests of hate, manifestations of hate being supported, serving as catalysts for different movements. I would encourage our listeners to go out and do the adequate research, proper research, and know what they're supporting, know what brand hmm. they're buying into, where it is individuals that can support for political office, companies, entities, continue to do that type of brand research um, and pay attention to what things are actually supporting um, an agenda that will unify us. Uh, because that can only make us stronger as individuals, as people, as, a, as an economy, as a society, and as a, as a world at large. So that was just my, my soapbox on that. Um, ending on a lighter note, uh, this is, in addition to it being Women's History Month, it is an exciting time because, of course, March Madness, and for those of us who are avid college sports fans, college basketball fans, uh, this is a very wonderful time of year, so I will be glued to the TV to find out whose bracket looks like what, and I will be taking on all comers for any bracket pool that you so choose to invite me to. Mm. <laughs> bracket pool. Bracket pool. Well, we'll have to take you up on that, Britain, and all I would have to say is don't take the L personally. All right. <laughs> but no, that, thank you. Great comments. I, I think your, your first piece, I think people need to, you know, like you said, do their research and not just follow along or go along without right. knowing what you're going along with, not understanding right. the brand. And this whole thing with March Madness, it's, 
you can be the greatest team, you can be undefeated, but you you're one bad day away from being at home. Mm. You know that that that's what I love about the whole one and done. It's not best four out of seven. It's you had to bring your game that day. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's interesting. It's an interesting point you bring about being one and done in basketball. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it is in business as well. Certainly. Right? I mean, if you have you know you have one bad showing. Mm-hmm. Um, that could really impact your business, impact your brand, as, as Sheila mentioned today. And so you need to really protect your brand in dealing yeah. with customers and in, in employees. So I think that definitely uh, fits that really well. You know, it's interesting for for me, uh, just this whole discussion this week around the um, kind of scandal with the universities. I mm. thought that was, yeah. was pretty interesting. And you're hearing celebrities, uh, involved in that and you know kind of a you know paying money in order for you know students to have you know someone take the test and being a part of different athletic you know uh, 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 areas of uh, universities that they had never played in and like I just thought that was just really interesting I think we've mm-hmm. always thought that you know m- money kind of moves a lot of a lot of things you know being able to maybe get into a school or getting to certain organizations but never you know did I think to to this uh to this level I mean I just thought that was pretty interesting yeah I mean and it's the ironic thing is that they're they're all individuals of means right people that are got status that have already got fun at the financial success could just make a call to a president and say hey my- right you know, I'm, I'm putting a hundred thousand dollars, half a million into your school, right? Just just on their name alone, they can say, "Hey, you know, I'm Britton Smith. Get that's my what, kid in the school." You know, it. that's it. And, and that would carry enough weight, you would Absolutely. think. Absolutely. So, what do you think? Um, I've heard some people say that it's similar to legacy. Hmm. Hmm. I mean. You know, where, you know, I may, my child may have the grades and the test scores, Mm -hmm. but I didn't attend that school. But you did. But your child doesn't have those grades, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. It's just a, you know, the other thing that kind of amazes me about that whole situation is that they said this has been going on for like, it was like 20 years or something and Mm -hmm. like 700, like and even, 700 students and, and even yeah. longer than that i'm sure yeah and, and so i'm thinking like how do people keep a secret that long right like like i can't tell one person something without it getting out like how did all of these people be a part of this and now all of a sudden you know this just comes out now yeah this has been going on for years yeah hmm. interesting stuff for sure so my piece on Around the Horn, and you've, uh, Sheila, really inspired me. And I think about it, what do LeBron James, Tiger Woods, and Serena Williams have in common? What do they have in common? They each have a coach. Mm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the key is taking your game to that next level. And like I said earlier, 
I just, I'm a firm believer. I think everybody needs a coach of some kind. Yeah. Everybody, you, you mentioned earlier about not having the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And when you first start, you don't know what you don't know. Right. right. And just like Ted said um, about the one and done. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I mention to my clients all the time. You have one chance. Mm -hmm. You get out there and you win that contract and you haven't taken the time to put your infrastructure together or learn the rules and regulations that you're supposed to follow to make sure you're compliant on that contract. You can get a what they call a cure notice. You mm -hmm. it, and and once you get that, you know it's pretty much hands off. Be, so you have to build, you know, your foundation before you can build your house on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and and I remember One early <laughs> early in my business, I thought I knew it all, and I remember I brought on this coach, and he would just hit me with these things. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. And I would go out, it would work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And literally, I got to a point where I made back the money I had invested in him and then some just off of the advice that he gave me. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that just stays with me. I, you have to invest in yourself. That's true. I mean, you, you have to be willing to pay to get to that next level. I just, just, I'm just going to keep it real. I, you have to be willing to invest money to improve your business. I believe everyone should always be in a state of learning yes always yes and, and i also think and i agree and i think that there's so many different perspectives out there mm -hmm. that just i think you can bring 10 people in a room and they'll mm -hmm. say 10 different things mm -hmm. and i had a contact one time you know said to me he said you know your journey may not be someone else's journey exactly right, right? different people have different you know uh, financial support, you know, different relationships or whatever. So just because it went a certain way for one person doesn't necessarily mean it, it can go that way for you. But I think it's good that you just kind of take all the different perspectives mm -hmm. and then kind of sift through that and then find what works for you. For you. Yes. You know, because, right. you know, I'll tell you, I mean, like I've had people to tell me you can have show it to one person they'll say this is amazing this is great you show it to someone else and they can tell you you need to move this here move this there move this there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right or your website you need to have this here this there do this do that you know and I think it's a, a thing of you, you take the information in from different people but at the end of the day it's your baby yes mm -hmm. right so you so that's the good thing about being an entrepreneur is you you make the call on it at the end of the day yes right like I've had people even say to me it's a per, it's a matter of how you hand a person a business card that could lead to business. I'm like, how you hand a business card to someone, right? Like, but again, you know, just sometimes I just think that. What's your tone? Your, your you have tone. to practice your tone. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a game of inches. Yeah. Exactly. All the more reason to have a coach exactly. to help you to navigate those little things that can make a big difference. That's true. And I think, talk, and again, talking to just different, different people. Cause I remember when I first started, I think I, we talked to probably 10 different business owners mm -hmm. and and then and speaking to all of them probably 80 percent of the stuff was similar right and so that was kind of my checklist that 80 percent that 20 percent was a little different based on the individual right and so just kind of find out what some of those core things are 
Yes. You know, and then I think that's really critical, you know, for as you're just trying to determine how you, you go about doing what you do. Absolutely. So the takeaway to all of this is you need a Sheila Edmondson in your life. That's right. That's to help to take your business and game to the next level. Absolutely. So this concludes this week's episode of the 30-Minute Hour. Until next time, have a great one.